The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show. You can think of us as the place to talk about what's important to you in creating an amazing life. Our expectation is that your life can improve one show at a time through engaging conversations and practical advice. Now, here is your host, Dr. Luana Gladney. Welcome, welcome, welcome once again. This is Dr. Gladney, your emotional wellness and mind doctor saying welcome to another show. We're going to have a very, very deep conversation today. Welcome to all our listeners all around the world. The numbers just keep growing. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening on demand, because remember, if you're not here live to tell the rest of the people that you know, to just go and click on the show and listen to whatever show that you've missed on demand. Welcome to all our listeners all around the world and to each and every continent. Thank you for joining us. I am the Emotional Wellness and Mind Doctor, and my mission is to help you use the power of your mind to manage your life, your stress, your emotions, and to create that amazing life. And I do it through so many vehicles, and this platform is just one of them as I speak, as I train, as I work with individual clients, my books, any kind of way I can get this message out to help people live the type of life that they want as well as deserve. So I'm excited once again to have you here. And in getting started, I want to tell you about some specials that we have going on. And I told you about it last week about our VIP Success Club. So for the first 20 people today who joined the club, we're going to give you a free download of our special CD, um, Emotional Wellness, The Key to Your Success. And it's a 1990, uh, $19.99 value that you're going to get free if you sign up for the Success Club. It's only nine. $9.99 a month, which is only two Starbucks trips. For the whole entire month, you will be able to get tips and strategies. We have group coaching calls and a lot of stuff. So join our VIP Success Club. Go to creatingamazinglives.com and you get a free download, uh, the emotional wellness, the key to your success. We have some wonderful things coming up. Our Mother's Day show is going to be coming up uh, the Wednesday before Mother's Day. So we want you to, we're going to give away a terrific Mother's Day package. So if you could uh, write one page about why your mother deserved this package, we're going to be giving that away on May the 4th. So get that ready. Send that to info at drgladney.com. So we've got some of these things that, that we're giving to you to help make your life amazing. And we're going to get started right away with the good news. You know, I love good news and I try to find the stories that are really meaningful and have something to do even with the topics that we talk about. Today's story is about 
two people. And I'm telling you, it is such a powerful story. His The guy's name is Jamil. Jamil and Andrew. Jamil was um, framed by a cop. Jamil was just walking down the street, minding his own business, and a cop framed him for for drugs and saying that he was dealing drugs. He had to spend, um, Tracy, you might want to, we can hear the noise, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, our, that's our guest. She's all excited, so we hear her already. <laughs> but Jamil was framed by Andrew, and Andrew was a cop at the time. And he framed Jamil, and he had to spend four years in prison for something that he did not do. It was later found out that Andrew Collins, the cop, um, was making up, trumping up a lot of charges, and he did have to spend a year and a half in jail. And to the story comes around that both of these two people, years later, find themselves working in the same faith-based cafe. Now, can you imagine that? So Jamil and Andrew are working in the same place. And and, uh, Jamil said all the time while he was in jail, he was just thinking, I can't wait to get out so I can get him. I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to get revenge on what he has done to me. He's taken away my life. Jamil said he lost everything. They're working together in the same cafe. And Jamil said, And Andrew went up to him and he said, I didn't know what to say, but I'm sorry. There was no reason for it. That day he decided I need to get some more um, drug drug charges uh, arrest. So he found a guy and put an innocent guy away. And years later, he comes there working together. And Andrew says, I'm sorry. And Jamil said that was all that was needed. And in the interview, the reporter said, you know, why did you forgive him? Did you forgive him for you or did you forgive him for him? You know what he said? He said, I forgave him for us. He said, we have to do this. Jamil was an African-American. Andrew was a Caucasian-American. So this helps to to break down some of those racial hatred and all of the things that would be built up. And he said, I had to forgive him for all of us to set an example and just not for me and myself so that I can move on, but for him as well. And now guess what? They're not only um, work together as co-workers, but they're friends. They attend things out together and how this has made their life better because of this incident. So I thought this was a fabulous story on forgiveness. Who do you need to forgive? How much do we hold on to? And people say, I can never forgive somebody who took away my life. This is the story. So remember Jamil McGee and Andrew Collins. It's a wonderful story. That is our good news for today. And now we're going to transition right on into this very difficult topic. Today, we're talking about that elephant that's in the room that people know and they try to walk around it. And it is about mental illness, mental health, mental disorders, things that we deal with on a day to day basis. One in four people have been uh, identified as dealing with some type of mental illness disorder of some kind. Guess what, people? It is affecting all of us. So we don't hear anybody talking about it 
because it's one of those subjects that you kind of know it exists and then you kind of run from it because you say, well, it's not me. I'm not crazy. What I want you to understand is not about being crazy because when we look at the, the types of mental illnesses, is panic disorders, anxieties, depression, um, bipolar, schizophrenia, all of these things, eating disorders, and then the the things that happen to people because of their choices, they drugs, alcohol, different things that can alter um, your brain and its functioning as well. So this is hitting home to all of us. And as you'll see, as I give some statistics, I already told you one in four of us, of everybody, that's 25% of the people that you see in this world. We're talking about worldwide. We're all dealing with the same kind of things because we're all human. And in looking at it, one of the ones that I have to deal with very often and working with individual clients is depression. Depression is worldwide. It's 121 million people worldwide that are dealing with it in 19 million domestically in the United States of America. Now, I say that these stats are low simply because they have to be able to admit that they are depressed. Sometimes people don't know what to even call it. There's different types of depression. You can have situational depression. You can have um, depression that's brought on by life events. And I myself know something about this because I lost two children and I went into a state of depression. So it's things that happen in our life that can cause us to get down and to feel down. Now, when they actually diagnose it as depression, it usually happens for longer than a two-week period of time. And so there's a lot of people listening to my voice right now that have dealt with this in some kind of way because depression is, is really about the pain and something that we really don't know how to handle because nobody teaches us what to do with pain. And millions, they say there are about 6 million men that suffer with depression and about 12 million women. Now, this is here domestically, but worldwide, as I said, it's 121 million. And they said men, uh, they show their depression a little bit differently than women because they feel depressed without feeling sad. Women, we're more emotional, and I've talked about that on the previous shows. We're more emotional, um, and so we will tend to show it in a different way. That, uh, but men, they feel more anxious, frustrated, and hostile than women do. And men are more likely to escape their depression by using alcohol or drugs rather than seeking professional help. Women, on the other hand, they tend to seek professional help and even if it's just help from their friends or their clergy. So they'll talk about their problems. So these are some of the things that we really we really want to look at and we're going to be talking about it. And I have to mention CTE. It is the probably the latest in um, I don't know that we are calling it and categorizing it in um, in mental illness because it, it kind of has its own category. And CTE, if, if you've watched the movie Concussion, Dr. Bennett Amalu um, found this disease and it's really dementia. And it's a brain disorder because if you work uh, deal with any contact sports and a concussion to the brain, your brain has been hit. It kind of shows what happens to the brain and brain suffers um, tr traumatically 
And um, there are different stages to this. Unfortunately, this type of disease cannot be diagnosed until a person dies. And so it's very unfortunate. We had an incident here in Texas. I am in Dallas, Texas. We had an incident where a 19-year-old boy suffered a concussion playing football. And they said after he had the concussion, he dramatically changed his behavior, everything. So his mother was wrestling with all of this and trying to deal with how her son dramatically shifted. And unfortunately, has a sad end to it. Um, it was only a couple of weeks ago that he killed his mother, he killed his brother, and he killed himself. So we have had to face this this issue that if something happens to the brain and you can't control it, what do you do? And so to talk about this subject, I have brought in another expert as well, because I can give you so much, but I wanted to bring in somebody that can talk about it in a way that you probably have never heard it talked about. We have joining us today, Tracy Pettis Johnson. She is a mental health first aid and diverse educator throughout the state of Kansas and Missouri. Uh, She has 20 years experience in the criminal justice as a business leader, mental health advocate, bereavement services, guest speaker, lecturer in the faith community, government entities, academic sector, and nonprofit sector. She holds a bachelor's degree in sociology from Newman University and will receive a master's in Thantology, the study of death, dying, and suicide. Uh, she is also a member of the Learning Community and Metro Council, which collaborates with uh, mental health agencies in Kansas and Missouri, working on relation, race relations, mental health challenges, and other disparities that plague our communities. So we are so excited to have Tracy Pettis Johnson to join us today. Welcome, Tracy, to the Dr. Gladney Show. Thank you, Dr. G. How are you doing today? I am doing just wonderful, wonderful. So now, Tracy, we want to take every moment that we can uh, to talk about what people don't want to talk about. First of all, let's just address that. Why do you believe that people have such a hard time talking about mental illness? I think it's two words, bias, stigma. If we begin to just think what biases that we hear and that we have said ourselves uh, when it comes to mental illness, we have called them from psycho, cray-cray, crazy, uh, not all there, something's wrong with Uncle Larry, he's not right, something's wrong with Aunt Susie, she's nuts. That has created such a bias. Stigma. I look at stigma, Dr. G., as when you have stigma in your eye, if you've ever had stigma or pink eye or anything of physical nature, it gives you a blur vision. And what happens with mental illness, when you don't have information, education, and interaction, you have a blur vision, which helps hmm. create stigma. Because you really believe within your village, your small interaction, your, your small experience, that what the media have said or what you have grown up to hear or believe that is true. And it's really, you said something earlier, it's really dealing with trying to uh, deactivate, uh, debunk, uh, begin to bring healing. When education and interaction, you talked about Jamal in the story, is all about interaction. If we can begin to just begin 
the interaction and education and educating ourselves with a conversation. Uh, if we can just start the conversation, um, it will open up doors uh, for us to understand what mental illness and mental health, uh, what the diagnosis of mental illnesses are. Wow. Okay. So, and and I totally agree. It has so much to do with stigma and denial and people feel like that nobody wants something to be wrong with them. No. And just in what I do uh, as the emotional wellness doctor, um, you know, I didn't go into the clinical psychology route, but when people know that the background is in psychology, they're like, it used to be like, oh, I know my cousin or I know somebody mm-hmm. that needs to Absolutely. talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and now as the emotional wellness doctor, they're saying, I need you. So they're admitting that they need emotional help, but nobody wants to think that they need mental help because it does make you feel like I'm broken and nobody wants to be broken. So because of this stigma, Mm-hmm. Then what what happens? Because people are not acknowledging it. People are in denial. Mm-hmm. They're acting like it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So how does that further compound the problem, in your opinion? Well, you know, I, I think if we can really take labels off, if we can, what I like to do when, I, when I'm training with a team out in the community, I like to begin to place physical illness and mental illness on the same playing field. We are very comfortable in, in expressing how we feel physically. Right. You know, my stomach hurt, or we go to the doctor and we, we're easy and engaging and talk about physical illness. And so what I like to do is, I, I, there's a couple of things. I like to place it on the same level as physical illness when we're talking about an illness and we're talking diagnosed. Um, and so that helps, I believe, bring down a little bit of the, the wall and the tension if we can really realize that it is an illness and it's diagnosable. Um, I think that helps with the conversation. Number two, it's common. Um, yes. You gave some statistics <laughs> One in four. Earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it's common. And a lot of times we just don't know what it is. And what we don't know what it is, we're afraid of it. Right, And we cause to have um, prejudice or discrimination against it because we don't know what that, what that thing is. And if we can figure out what that thing is, um, dealing with mental illness, it doesn't become a thing anymore. It becomes an illness. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm going to stop you right there because it's almost time yeah. for the break, believe it or not. Um, okay. So... I, I, that makes so much perfect sense as to how people categorize it and mm-hmm. we talk about the physical and not the mental. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost time for break, but when we come okay. back, I want you to tell people what is a mental health first aid? Uh, what is that? People yeah, generally haven't heard of that. <laughs> and what is that? And what does your job entail? Tell okay. us what do you do and how you fit into this into this puzzle. Because generally people, when they think about mental illness, they think about a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a counselor. Mm-hmm. But to have a mental health first aid educator, this is very exciting. And our listeners need this. So when we come back, that's what I want okay. you to begin with. And yeah. as we go to the break... Please, callers, you can call in. We're taking calls during the second segment. Call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. We'll be back after the break. 
to continue on this very important topic. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to make a change in your career, relationships, health, and or finances, but don't know how to get it done? Dr. Gladney has the answers for you. Go to creatingamazinglives.com for access to transformational resources that will help you create the life you want and deserve. To get a copy of her latest book, If You Are in the Driver's Seat, Why Are You Lost? The Gladney Prosperity System, a free 30-minute session, and other offers, go to her website at creatingamazinglives.com to start creating your amazing life. You've heard of good things coming in packages. Well, maybe there's a little more to that saying. But when you think about it, packaging is one of the most important things that can represent your business. Tune into Ditch the Box with host David Marinak. Each week, we'll discuss flexible packaging, marketing, sales, and how it all comes together in one container. Lower costs, increased margins. Listen to the show. It might just save you a ton. Ditch the Box is heard live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Dr. Gladney, your emotional wellness and mind doctor, has the solutions to your everyday life challenges. If you are seeking answers that will help you create amazing relationships, finances, health, and career, go to creatingamazinglives.com to take advantage of transformational resources, books, success CDs, GPS program, or to sign up for a free 30-minute success session. Dr. Gladney's programs are what you need to help you get what you want to out of life. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to info at drgladney.com. That's info at drgladney.com. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back from the break. If you're going to call in, the number is 1-866-472-5788. If you're going to sign up for the VIP Success Club, it's only for the first 20 people. You're going to get the free gift. So go to creatingamazinglives.com, get that done. And we're coming back with this difficult topic, the elephant in the room. Today, listeners, we are talking about mental illness, mental health, And we're educating you, educating you on what it is, what to look for, signs, not to be ashamed, to remove the stigmas. We're trying to remove this back so that we can all begin to heal and know what to do about it. We have with us Tracy Pettis-Johnson. She is the mental health first aid educator. And before we left the break, we were having a great conversation. And I wanted her to tell you, the listeners, 
what exactly is a mental health first aid educator? So, Tracy, can you tell us what you do? (laughs) All right. Dr. G, we talked about education, and I want to get down to it. Mental health first aid, if you know Dr. Oz, Michelle Obama, and myself, we have something in common. We're all three of mental health first aiders. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, we are, our goal for mental health first aid is to reach at least one million folks this year to become mental health first aiders. Mental health first aid, is, this is what it is in a nutshell. We're not requiring or asking folks to become a therapist. You already have the tools, which is called a therapist. And these are some of the tools that you will learn if you would enroll and take a mental health first aid class. You would first understand reducing stigma, bias, which I talked about a little bit earlier. Also, you're going to learn signs and symptoms with depression, signs and symptoms dealing with psychosis, signs and symptoms dealing with anxiety disorder, signs and symptoms dealing with trauma. One of the key components to mental health first aid also is understanding signs and symptoms of suicide. Suicide is preventable. Yes. Dr. G, it is 38,000 people that we lose each year in the United States of America because of suicide, which is preventable. Yes, yes. Which is preventable. I, I want to continue to iterate that. But mental health per se will teach you those skills. But what I love about, and this is from my, my brother, and also my mentor, Mental Health for Say, who's the national educator, Jermaine Alberti, who I work with and do some work with, he talks about how we call it ALGE. It's an acronym called A-L-G-E-E, ALGE, okay? ALGE, the A stands mm-hmm. for, and he talks about how ALGE, using the mnemonic, ALGE, like CPR, mm-hmm. like NFL, you have to use those mnemonics to help people to remember what it is. But what you learn in Mental Health First Aid also is algae. Jermaine describes it as everybody like good peach cobbler. But what makes a good peach cobbler is the crust. You can have all the feeling you want, but if you don't have a good crust, there's nothing to it. Algae mm-hmm. is the crust of mental health first aid. A stands for assess. I need to know how to assess what? Risk for suicide or harm. Make sure that that person is not suicidal and make sure that they're not going to cause harm to themselves or someone else. L stands for listen. Yeah, everyone says, I got that. Here's the key. Listening non-judgmentally. Okay? Mm. We do a lot of exercise surrounding teaching us because I believe listening is an art and everyone doesn't draw well. That's right. Oh, absolutely. So, so, <laughs> so listening helps with not only listening, but it's also listening with an open heart and being non-judgmental when you hear someone says that I want to complete suicide. G stands for give reassurance and information. We are helpers by nature. We want to give advice. But advice is not always what people need. You Mm. may not have the final words that's going to help someone. But I tell you what, Dr. G, when you give me some reassurance and information, that gives me a chance that what I call is hope. H-O-P-E. When you give someone reassurance information, you're giving them hope. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, A-L-G. A-L-G. Uh-huh. We're talking to uh-huh. Al. We got the okay. G now. The G, give reassurance information and information. Okay. E 
is encourage appropriate professional help. Okay. Now, we want to just give anyone, anyone, when we're taking our car in, we want to make sure it's a certified mechanic. Okay. We just don't want to take it to someone who doesn't have the skill set. Right. And I look at encourage appropriate professional help as a healthy village. Not just as a village, but a healthy village. Sometimes in life, we have to pass the baton. Right. And it's so nice when you pass the baton to someone who can help. Like you're part of the community of Healthy Village. I'm part of the community. A clergy person may be part of the community, but also a therapist. Right. Mm-hmm. May be part of that village. When do you need to get those folks involved? Involved, okay. Okay, so it's encourage appropriate professional help. When okay. do you encourage that to take place? The last E, encourage self-help and other support strategies. Okay. Dr. G, we all have things that brings us self-soothing. We all have things that help us throughout the day that help us just refocus. Right. But what happens when those things don't work anymore? Mm-hmm. You need okay. someone to remind you, and that's what self-help comes into play. Sometimes what we've learned in mental health per se, there's three things that are vital to recovery. Faith, family, and support. Okay, faith, faith, family, and support. support. When you have faith, family, and support that brings you hope, mental health first aid is a package of hope. And we use algae to help because when you get in a tight situation, you may can't remember, okay, what should I be doing? What should I hear this information for the very first time or I saw someone, uh, my, my... niece is a cutter, or I saw someone who's causing self-injury to themselves or someone's dealing with depression, you can really fall back and say, you know what, where should I be? Should I be listening non-judgmentally right now? Should I be maybe getting them some encouraging, some appropriate professional help? Or should I be assessing the situation? So that algae really helps you with your everyday life. It's just okay, not so, for, Go ahead. So... so let me ask a question. So when you take the first eight um, yeah. class, um, yeah. then this is a part of what you learn how to do. So it's similar to yes. the CPR class. Yes. That yes. you are able to help, you know, uh, save someone's life because you appropriately know yes. what to do. Um, yes. And so then now you're able to really assess. When you mentioned suicide, I want to give you some stats there. Uh, More than 60% of all people who commit suicide suffer from major depression. People need to understand that it's so interconnected. People don't just want to take their lives and things are going fine. It is associated with major depression, which major depression is something that can be helped and can be cured. Some things that are diseases physically just cannot be cured That's unless right. you get transplants or whatever else. Um, fortunately, with a lot of help and like you said, faith, family support, um, a lot of things in with mental health and illnesses can be corrected either with um, therapy or medication. And yeah. so when you say faith, family and support, uh, but then... People don't know how to do that. And you say, listen, non-judgmentally, people are suffering themselves. 
So the blind is leading the blind. So basically, people are like, oh, you're going to be fine because, you know, the, the signs of depression, people are discouraged. They feel sad. They feel hopeless. Mm-hmm. They feel down. And people say, oh, cheer up. It's okay. It's going to be fine. People mm-hmm. think they can talk somebody out of it. Come on, I'm going to get mm-hmm. you up out the bed. You got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I got to get you in a different place. All of that is helpful. But I'm saying people don't, they're not really equipped with what they need to do in order to support the people. And if you're saying faith, family, and support is what is really needed, tell the listeners how can they be supportive? How can they listen? I mean, and I know you can't teach us the class now, but how can people <laughs> learn to listen non-judgmental? Like, oh, I went through that too, but you know what I did? This is what I did. That's how right. people do because nobody knows right. anything different. Right. There's two things I want to mention, uh, Dr. G, is early intervention and how do we look and see how that can work. Very simple. What are you committed to do? Be able to engage in a conversation. If you're seeing someone, because here's the deal, People that we love, we're going to see what's going on with them before a professional see them, before a therapist see them. Right. So understanding signs and symptoms is pretty basic. Signs are simply what I see. Symptoms are simply what someone is experiencing and they're telling you. And so I use a very simple way of getting, the, uh, getting that conversation going. It's, it's very simple. How can I help? Those words. Mm-hmm. How and, can I help? And worse, they say, I don't know. Because typically people don't know what, they don't know what kind of help they need. So okay. if you're asking the question and you're the family and you're wanting, because remember, people have the stigma, the denial, they're like, oh, they're going to be fine. Just give them some time. They'll get over it here or take a glass of wine. I mean, mm-hmm. we have all of these things that we put on to people to mm-hmm. think that that is a, um, a remedy to the problem. So they don't even know how to help. So what, what happens then? What do when we do? Well, that's why listening non-judgmentally is going to be so valuable to really get even more tools because when a person knows you're going to listen to them unconditionally, you're going to have unconditionally positive regard. You're going to meet them where they're at when they're ready because they're the ultimately one that has to be ready. When they're ready, guess who they're going to call? Guess who they're going to find? When someone listens to you, when someone listens to me non-judgmentally, and I may can't even explain what's going on. I know I can't fix it. But when someone takes a pause and say, I'm concerned about you, and yes. they're listening to you, and you're still assessing. You can assess to see if they're carrying out. Here's three basic things that you learn in mental health first aid. Are they stopped going to work? Are they stopped going to school? Are they stopped going to things that they enjoy? Number one. Number two, have they stopped carrying out daily activities? Have they stopped brushing their teeth? Have they stopped combing their hair? Have they stopped getting out of bed? Number mm-hmm. three, have they stopped disengaging relationships? Those are three basic things that gives you, I'm concerned about you. Mm-hmm. When you approach them and say, I'm concerned about you, folks will normally say, why are you concerned? That's when you begin to be very honest about what you have noticed and what mm-hmm. you have heard. 
Okay, so so now you see some signs and symptoms. You're concerned mm-hmm. about your friend. You're concerned about your sister. You're concerned about your brother, mm-hmm. um, your husband, your wife, your whomever. Mm-hmm. And then they're not admitting it, mm-hmm. and you know they need some help. Right. What is what do you guys teach in the class? Okay. Because obviously we have a different way that we do it in the field of psychology. But mm-hmm. what do you teach in the class is the best way to get somebody some help and they're not even wanting or maybe not willing to get help? Okay. I think first thing, is, there's two things I'm going to say real quick. you got to first assess it to make sure that they're not going to cause harm to themselves. That's why it's important to understand signs and symptoms of suicide. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to assess it to make sure, because if that's the case, then you're going to have to get uh, crisis involved and 911 involved, if that's the case. Number two, people need to have a buy-in. What, I, what do I mean by that? Encourage appropriate professional help and not putting a therapist like they're the big bad wolf, but say, hey, you ever thought about talking to someone about what you're going through? Mm-hmm. Have you ever talked to someone? about what you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to tell people, a lot of times people try to be the therapist. When you're not trained in that, well, you can be a, a great listener, non-judgmental. Mm-hmm. Um, I caution people to be trying to give people therapy and they're not trained to do so mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. It, is, it is a technique. It is, um, it, it takes a lot of training, uh, but trying to encourage. And of course, then if people come up and they say money is the issue, you know, I don't have the money. Uh, typically now, most jobs, they have the benefits and it does include uh, a mental health portion of it uh, but if not then you know um, a lot of the churches offer um, counseling for free is that what you suggest for people to do you can but I, I, I think as a mental health first aider it's just being there non-judgmental and I know I've said that and people think oh that's not a big deal oh it is mm-hmm. because when no, I Something is wrong with my brain, and I don't even know what it is, or I feel like I'm going crazy, and I don't even know what that feels like because I never experienced that before as a person. When they think those things are taking place, when you just have a cup of coffee with someone, giving someone a text message, hey, I'm thinking about you, just being very present for that person, um, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, a carapace, is going to know how to be there through what appropriate professional help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and know, also, you said some. Oh, I'm sorry. No, and and I think what's really important is everyone's culturally is is different, and so we have to realize that if no one, I don't care what culture it is, you still know when someone's listening to you. You know when someone's authentic, and you know when someone cares. And, and you know, that's important. Um, it's almost time for our last break, believe it or not. But it's so important because what happens in depression is this lonely feeling and you feel like nobody, you're all alone. So when you do know that somebody's there for you, they care, um, they want to listen, they want to help, that is helpful because you you surround yourself in this isolated 
feeling and it's it it's loneliness and despair mm-hmm. so all of that is really good this is great now if you do we only have a few more minutes if you want to call in it's one 866 when we come back from the break we're going to get in to some tips and strategies yeah. at on how to deal with we this has been some really great information if you do have a question call in at one 866 and during the break if you have haven't signed up for the VIP Success Club, go to creatingamazinglives.com. We will see you after the break. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Dr. Gladney, your emotional wellness and mind doctor, has the solutions to your everyday life challenges. If you are seeking answers that will help you create amazing relationships, finances, health, and career, go to creatingamazinglives.com to take advantage of transformational resources, books, success CDs, GPS program, or to sign up for a free 30-minute success session. Dr. Gladney's programs are what you need to help you get what you want to out of life. Are you ready to make a change in your career, relationships, health, and or finances, but don't know how to get it done? Dr. Gladney has the answers for you. Go to creatingamazinglives.com for access to transformational resources that will help you create the life you want and deserve. To get a copy of her latest book, if you are in the driver's seat, why are you lost? The Gladney Prosperity System, a free 30-minute session, and other offers, go to her website at creatingamazinglives.com to start creating your amazing life. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to info at drgladney.com. That's info at drgladney.com. Now back to the show. Okay, wow, it's almost time. It just goes by um, truly fast. And if you do have someone and you know someone that needs help, point them to this show. That's a really good way to um, to nudge somebody and say, come listen to the show. We're giving a lot of great information. In these last few moments, we do want to take some time and give uh, some tips and strategies. Now, Tracy, I know we weren't able to dig in into the different types of um, of mental uh, illnesses, bipolar, schizophrenia, uh, panic disorders. I've talked a little bit about depression, but there's so many types. Um, and we know like bipolar, you will need medication to to balance that out because what's happening before you can start teaching people uh, coping mechanisms and things like that. Um, so talk a little bit about, just a little bit about, you know, the, the different types and do they cover all of it in the classes? Yes, we do. We, um, mental first aid, we cover... Of course, bipolar disorder, uh, which is extreme mood swings, 
your extreme highs and your extreme lows. Some folks say, I'm bipolar and we need to be very mindful not to start labeling yourself because you're not a therapist and don't label others uh, because it's not moody. Well, you know what I think, Tracy, and I don't mean to interrupt, but you said something real important here. And people use a lot of this now almost in a comedic way. They do. Like, I'm bipolar, don't mess with me. You know, things like that. And, uh, you know, so we really don't know what to do with all that. (laughs) They do. And, and, And until we actually have conversation and place it on the same playing field as cancer and place it on the same field as MS, and we don't joke about those things. Um, no. Because it is an illness. As soon as we understand the diagnosable illnesses of it, I think that helps. Um, extreme mood swings, bipolar disorder. We talk about also the high highs, which is called mania, which is dealing with bipolar, and the low lows, which is depression. And what you said earlier, how that leads to suicide. So when someone has those depression states and they're hopeless, because it's not about what they've lost, it's about losing hope. When you lose hope, that's what causes a lot of folks in their lives. Um, so bipolar disorder, we do learn uh, signs and symptoms of that disorder. We're not here to, I want to once again reiterate, we're not here to teach you how to be a therapist. So if you don't have a license when you start, you're not going to have a license when you finish, but you will have a certification. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we do teach schizophrenia to understand, first of all, Using the language of schizophrenic, we try to remove those things because mm-hmm. we don't walk around tell people they're, we're diabetic, uh, mm-hmm. we have diabetes. And right. so trying to remove those sting words from it, uh, but we do a really neat exercise dealing with auditory hallucinations because you can have auditory, you can have tactile, you can have visual, and we deal with uh, the auditory piece. And that's when you're hearing voices or hearing music or hearing things that are not real. Someone's talking to you. Um, so we really uh, dive into that, and we do a lot of exercises surrounding that because there's a lot of fear because people mm. want to connect that with multiple personalities. They're totally two different illnesses. Right. Schizophrenia actually means fractured mind. The Greek word schizo uh, means fractured mind, not mm-hmm. split personality. So we right. really try to take away that uh, sting, but also make sure that we're dealing with facts uh, when we're dealing with schizophrenia, uh, paranoid schizophrenia. We also deal with psychosis, uh, where a person may have lost some contact of reality. Mm-hmm. If someone's talking to themselves, someone's seeing things, they still are human, and we need to remember that. Um, right. And so we, if someone, even if the TV's talking to them, that has to be a scary place. For that person, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we're trying to continue to build in that empathy uh, and that compassion during those segments of teaching. Of course, depression. We deal with the clinical, the, what we call major depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. Dr. G, you said it earlier about different depressions causes you know many different types. So we try to deal with right. the most common mm-hmm. illnesses in mental health first aid. So we try to deal with major depressive disorder, which okay. if it lasts more than two weeks, we're not here right. for you to diagnose. But at least recognize when someone stops being at the coffee shop or someone stops coming to a family, you know, family events when they used to show up or their hair is not combed or some things like that. So that helps with looking at depression, not just looking at somebody being moody, um, but really looking into the signs and symptoms of depression. We do also uh, work with anxiety disorder, and we talk mm-hmm. about the, also of OCD which a lot of people yeah. say, oh, well, I'm OCD. I know, and they do. <laughs> and that's, again, trying to share with folks, trying to change that shifting of thinking um, that we don't walk around saying that we have an illness when we've never been diagnosed in the physical world. So we don't need to be walking around 
sharing an illness that we've never been diagnosed. So OCD mm-hmm. is something that we uh, talk about as well, dealing with the anxiety disorder, um, dealing with generalized, we call it GAD, generalized anxiety disorder, which mm-hmm. you just have excessive worry. Nothing's wrong, but you can't sleep. You have excessive worry about something that may never happen. Um, and so we deal with all what we call the anxiety, the panic attacks, um, and then there are panic disorders because you have a panic attack doesn't mean that you're going to have a panic disorder. Right, right. Those are just some of the things that we, and suicide, of course, and so I wish I could uh, teach the eight-hour class over the phone, Dr. G, but I don't have enough time. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't uh, do that. We, that is, now, do you guys deal with ADHD or ADD at all? We do. Are they putting that, a, okay. We do. We have a youth curriculum. I was talking okay. mainly about the adult curriculum. We have a youth module Okay. which deals with uh, those things dealing with kiddos. But also with kiddos, of course, you used to be a teacher. With kiddos, yes. it could be just typical behavior. So we try yeah. to help folks not to go overboard, but still understand that it still may be kids do get depressed. Oh, um, you know, speaking. Do, yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, and that's huge, and I'm um, getting connected with the foundation here Mm. uh, because my youngest daughter, she's a junior in high school, and just a couple of months ago, two girls over the weekend um, committed suicide, Mm. two of them from the same high school. Mm. Um, So it it brought the awareness in a Mm -hmm. completely different way because more and more teenagers are depressed, Yes. And they are saying, I'm done. Yes. And it really affected the children. It affected me in a way that I was really surprised, um, mm-hmm. Tracy, because I see a lot. I hear a lot. I do a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm working in my field. But mm-hmm. this one hit me differently mm-hmm. because two different girls, and it wasn't a suicide pact, um, just two girls decided that they were going to end their lives and, you know, thinking about the parents and wow. and then just all of the counseling that everybody needs um, when things like this happen. So I'm glad to know that it also includes and we cannot forget yes. because when we were growing up, it's like, what do you have to be sad about? You're a kid. Right. You know, you're taken right. care right. of. You don't have to pay bills. Right. You don't. Right. But they have a different world that they are living in. Yeah. And parents, yeah. you got to you have to know you have yeah. to watch your kids and and don't just yeah. label stuff as that's teenage behavior. Right. You know, oh, right. they just want to go in their room and stay all day because they're on the phone. You have to check out and know what they're doing yeah. because it's yeah. unhealthy. And that's a yeah. whole nother. You know what? Each one of these uh, disorders could be a show by itself. Yeah, because right. they is so much to it. And this is so not a topic that we spend time about learning or understanding. Um, And we only have a few more minutes, but I want you to, if you could give, uh, when it comes to um, bipolar, because I think that's one that's really misunderstood now, and I think Mm -hmm. a lot more people are being diagnosed. Um, Could you give some signs and symptoms of uh, somebody, you know, um, that you're thinking they may be bipolar, have the high mood swings and all that? Can you give us a couple of signs and symptoms? Yeah, real real quick. Um, They call it bipolar because you're dealing with mania. Mania can include uh, spending too much money when you don't have it. Grandiose ideas. Um, Mania can also mean I cannot sleep. You may hear people say, man, my mind won't shut off. Mm. But their mind hasn't shut off in weeks. Mm. Staying awake have really exuberant energy for three and four days. And that sounds really good. 
because you're being productive, right? Mm-hmm. But here it is. What comes up must come down. Mm. As high wow. as that high, <laughs> low as that low. Mm. Yeah. When they come down from that mania, that excessive talking or uh, the mind racing, not shutting off, grandiose ideas, uh, taking on so many different responsibilities and thinking they can accomplish accomplish things, especially kids. You know, they'll be on the track team, volleyball team, baseball team, doing mm. all these things, mm. right? But that's not, don't have a balance. So that bipolar, but people forget with bipolar, depression is just, it's part of the, the illness as well. Right. And let me, let me, while you mm-hmm. say depression, I want to give uh, some tips uh, dealing with depression and preventing. This is for your own self, acknowledging your feelings, avoid suppressing your feelings. Number two, understand that life events happen to us all because people tend to think nobody else is going through what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, allow yourself to feel the emotions because a lot of times we try to suppress that. And like, I, I'm just not going to feel like you sweep it under the carpet. Mm-hmm. Focus on the people or the things in your life that are good. Don't run and hide. We kind of talked about that earlier. People go into a shell. They don't want to be bothered with anybody. If you don't run and hide and you keep yourself out there so you can get that support, uh, volunteer your time. And I, this one is really good, Tracy. When you yeah. take yourself out of your life and you go volunteer and you try yeah. to you put yourself into somebody else's yeah. life, that really helps. And then to seek counseling. Okay, Tracy, we only have a couple of minutes left. I want you, you know, we may have to bring you back at some point because I'm telling you, this is some good stuff. Listeners, I hope you are gaining so much information from this. Tracy, tell the listeners how they can. You said you wanted one million um, mental yeah. first aid educators. Yeah. How can people go and sign up? Fine. To- Great. Please join us, Dr. Oz and Dr. And uh, Dr. Oz has already joined us. Michelle Obama has already joined us. You go to mentalhealthfirstaid.org, mentalhealthfirstaid, mentalhealthfirstaid.org. I call ourselves the I-70 Connection. I work with St. Louis at SALT Initiative, S-A-L-T, SALT Initiative, Serve, Affirm, Love, and Transform, saltinitiative.org. And you can get tons of information on mentalhealthfirstaid.org, saltinitiative.org. Either one of those sites will give you plenty. I call it the I-70 connection. I'm out of, of course, Kansas City and uh, St. Louis down the street. Hey, listen, Dr. G, they can go to Mental Health First Aid. It's, Mental Health First Aid is in all 50 states. It's in 20 different, over 25 different countries. So this is a movement. This is a movement. Oh, my God. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much. I can't. Guys, you got to point people to the show. You have to listen. We have poured it into you today. Thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us. We only have about a minute here getting everything wrapped up. Um, I'm so glad. Thanks again, Tracy. And we're going to go to the websites. Our next show that we have coming up, guys, we have a celebrity that's going to be joining us. And so it may be this next show or the following show. So we're waiting right now for um, the, the confirmation and that celebrity is Johnny Wimbry. I am so excited to have him. We're going to be talking about transforming your mind for success and riches. So, and he's the guy because he transformed his mind and now he's the multimillionaire. So we are so excited to have him. So either we'll be doing that show or there's a new category that's been created
created for the single people. So that's a very intriguing show. So um, join us for that next time, next um, Wednesday. Go listen to the downloads. Send us your Mother's Day, uh, why your mother deserves uh, to win. Our package at info at drgladney.com. Sign up for the VIP club at creatingamazinglives.com. And I want to leave you with today's quote. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give to yourself is to forgive. So forgive everybody. And that's Dr. Maya Angelou. And our story that we started out with is exemplifies that. So forgive everyone. That will help with your mental health. Trust me. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Listen in and get ready for next week as we continue to help you make your life amazing. Go and have a fantastic week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Be sure to tune in to the Dr. Gladney Radio Show next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can't wait to talk again soon.